0: Hello and welcome to the BG Podcast. My name is AJ Bingham, CEO of Bingham Group, and joining me is as always Associate Hannah Garcia.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: And this is episode 228 of the show, and we are wrapping up the week of December 18th. This is a Thursday, uh, just getting ahead of it. We're closing office, office tomorrow. And what a, uh, you know, we're almost in almost the year. We'll have a show next week wrapping up 2023 and talking about 2024. But, uh, Still, I think it's been an eventful week already. Oh, yeah. Still, anyway. The,
1: the news cycle has not stopped cycling. No, no.
0: Uh, you know There are a few points we want to cover. I think some of it touching some Austin stories as well as some more statewide statewide stories that do impact Austin. Let's start off. We, uh, there was a report from Housing Works Austin earlier this week. Uh, the city is behind on its affordable housing goals. As a reminder, uh, the city several years, uh, probably three or four years ago, I don't know, was it four years ago? It was, it, was, it was not in the far past, but uh, they set a goal of- So it was five years. Five years ago, ago I think. Yeah. I should know that. They, they set a housing goal of building 60,000 60, affordable housing units by 2028. The city, according to the report, is about halfway- No, I'm sorry. We're currently halfway into the 10-year plan, um, but about, let's see, only 10,444 units have been built. So a lot more work to be done, and um, some thoughts on that.
1: Um, I think that we will hopefully see um, an uptick in the number of affordable units, especially in between that MFI threshold, which means median family income. Um, And so just based off of this year, we've had, you know, I want to say at least six code amendments changed that Mm -hmm. were meant to bring more affordable units in. And I do believe that that will, will... Hopefully, and the intent was to increase the number of, of units and affordable units that are being built. Mm-hmm. But we shall see. Hopefully, we'll have some better numbers next year. And, Time next year. And see that change already.
0: Yeah, and, and real quick, a MFFI threshold. That was between 3% and 80% of MFI. Mm-hmm. Um And speaking of, yeah, I think one of the things, speaking of uh, land use amendments and changes that will ideally or optimally push this forward is the home initiative. Yes. So we've been talking about this ad nauseum for several years. So seems like it seems like several months now. It's several several, yeah. several several, several weeks. It was, a,
1: it was a very long rollout that went by very quickly. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, as as you may recall, Council on December 7th approved the home initiative. And we are now in the process, the city's in the process now of solidifying the administrative rules around this, but it will start applications for the under the home initiative are gonna start and in, in February, early February. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be I think we'll, you know, we'll, you know I'm sure there will be some, like, lawsuits and whatnot on this, but, again, I think this is the start. Uh, you know, there's there have been some riots already in the news about developers and the industry overall looking to, you know, get get ready for what's going to come, right? And for, to remind people, again, what does the home initiative do?
1: It allows you to now build up to three units. So that includes, like, your one single-family home on a single-family lot. So now if you have a lot that just has one home on it, if um, your lot allows and has space for it, you can build two units on it. And so that is meant to increase the density and kind of diversity of housing in the city of Austin.
0: Mm-hmm. Very, uh, you know, controversial in some circles, but did pass council uh, near unanimously. This I think it was, two, it was nine to two.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think it's it's only been about two weeks since that has happened. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a friend of mine send a picture of like a, a listing on Zillow. And it, the renderings and like the pictures showed where you could put your third additional unit on there because it already that specific property already had an ADU, mm-hmm. and so I was like, wow, that was quick. It yeah, looks like people were some people were excited about it.
0: You no, know, do you think there was an article in the, in the Austin Business Journal uh, talking about this, right? But you, it's not just a, you know you could a manufactured home on the back, right? I mean, they they're industry they're developers that can get a home built on there pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, interesting. You know, I think this next two quarters of 2024 are going to be interesting in the space on this. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll hear hear about the council as well on planning commission. Uh, this article, this uh, this news, it's about two weeks old, but it caught my eye, and there's a, a write-up in the Texas Tribune about it. But regarding the election of of uh, of Mayor-elect John Whitmire, or still State Senator John Whitmire, mm-hmm. um, and just the overall view of we have, we now in the state of state of Texas have we will we will have going into January two former state senators Democratic state senators and a GOP state in the in the view of how the city how cities engage with the the capital and I think it's um you know there are people who have different views on it right but I think what we saw going into this year and what the mayor, mayor Watson ran on um, was having those relationships relationships with the state enabling him to navigate and ideally antagonize the state to to Austin's um, detriment.
1: Yeah, I think we've seen a lot of that um, over the past decade, um, just a pretty constant fight between big cities in Texas and um, the state legislature. So I think that's, that's good. You know, the city and state needs to work together. There's a lot of, you know, state programs that the city can administer. There's a lot of funding up there, so it's good for them to have a good relationship. And also... Um, you know, we want local control for a lot of things. I think that's a that's a pretty common sentiment among Texans. And um, having the the state get angry with things that the city are doing that they believe goes against, you know, kind of Texas values, they then will legislate mm-hmm. on a lot of things and kind of um, rightfully, you know, constitutionally so, um, start kind of taking away some of the city's powers. And so I think that's, that's kind of what they're trying to do is kind of let them coexist peacefully and not kind of try to... Im- impede the other's existence yeah
0: well i mean to pick your battles thing i think there are and there'll always be uh for the time being in texas right between our, our metropolitan areas which are heavily blue and the state government right now which is heavily red um and particularly within the gop right the, the republican party there there's just there's a wide variance in what it means to be republican and what those values are and this is i mean i think this is from the, what the from the news yeah. reports right, and so it's less about like I think there the how far right is the party going to go relative. I think the cities themselves of generally center center left. The major cities are mm-hmm. right, and so they, you know, and, and also the mayors right. We know you know we're we'll talking this next week, but at least the city of Austin getting going back to the uh, back to basics era, mm-hmm. the bias towards action era, right? Yes. But really focusing on city services, um, you know, to Less addressing maybe broader causes of the day that are major issues, but you know they're not really about you know permit going through faster or uh, you know the bus is running on time, if you will. Yeah. So more to come on that. For most certainly, <laughs> more to come on that. Uh, and then also, Texas has gained more people than any other state last year. Wow. According to uh, the government, yeah, the federal government, we are. Of uh, the let's see, of uh, the one point six million people the nation gained between July twenty twenty two and july twenty twenty three, nearly thirty percent were Texas residents. Dang. Yeah, and a lot of that a lot of that's coming um, you know, it's it's uh, it's in it's do, it's domestic migration, right? So it's not immig- it's not immigrants, it's people coming from other states.
1: Yeah, no, I've I know a lot of people who have moved here in the past um three years at least. Mm-hmm. Um, from out of state and so it's it's very interesting to see them acclimate to austin only a few people have asked me if i rode a horse to school
0: <laughs> does okay. anyone ask you to have a gun
1: oh, so i do get asked that a lot yeah more. i do i i do not i don't even know how to shoot one yet that's like i need to go to a range and just learn how to shoot one maybe they're a firm outing yeah yeah there's
0: there's, there's plenty of those around austin i yes. sure we can do that <laughs> Uh, And then just other news, council will be back in session um, in January, starting on January 16th at the work session, and then January 18th for a voting session. What we're watching between now and when they come back in during the recess though is, uh, because council is still here and still working, are the council committee selections. There's already been a little chatter on the council message board about some moves um, from, from council members. And, and also, any announcements from the C manager, as and this is, again, is I think it's, it's just a known thing. Um, you know, those changes usually come on Fridays in the afternoons. Before the holidays. Before holidays. So I think it's something we're conscious of. And not knowing what, just want to make sure we're always aware, so that you're aware. And we'll be reporting that next week and on as the year uh, comes to an end and the new year begins. With that, though, we want to wish you a happy holiday and safe travels. Going anywhere by car or plane, or in safe, just yeah, safe, uh, in place if you're staying in Austin, <laughs> yeah. too.
1: All right, happy holidays, everybody.
0: i well, to say, I think it was just, I think from either b- folks who are who normally would have not sided with their own issues, as well as people who did side with their own issues, were I think they, they can all agree they were all surprised.
1: Yeah, yeah I agree. And Probably the
0: only thing they're gonna agree on.
1: Yeah, and I even think in relation. Regards to like the I 35, seeing council members actively push back. Oh, the
0: Captain Stitch or oh, right, the I 35 expansion. I-35 expansion.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what they've been able to do with that. And you know, they haven't you know effectively killed I 35 as many um, of their supporters would like them to, but they've gotten a lot more um, you know environmental and like air quality, um, what's it called, I guess, um, studies that are going to be done by TxDOT now mm-hmm. that I think you know is is a lot better than having nothing done. And so um, it's a, a lot of good stuff coming from the dais.
0: Yeah, well, more to come in 2024. Um, and then turning to Tuesday, council had a work session presentation from the city demo- city demographer, uh, Lila Valencia. Mm-hmm. So we'll post the presentation, the video link and her PDF presentation in the show notes, but some very interesting takeaways. I mean, not, not totally surprised that Austin for the twelfth year in a row, is the fastest growing metro in the nation. Um, because even within that, right, you look at Williamson County, like, and certain, and then within that, certain cities. I think Georgetown's the fastest growing small, you know, city yeah. in, in the overall the nation. And
1: I, I go back to Buda pretty frequently, which is where I grew up. And you know, since I've left, there's been a new high school. I think two new elementary schools. Mm-hmm. Every time I go back, I see a new subdivision. Uh, my grandma's like, "You should live there."
0: <laughs> well, you're the, now you're in the Greater Metro. I mean, is yeah. so in Hayes County, then, and, and Kyle, which is south of Subieta, is also one of the fastest-growing cities. They're
1: building a McDonald's like right down the street from my house, which is, you know, the immediate sign that you know your your community's growing.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: that was. I saw the golden arches, and I was like, "What?" You already That's have a so Starbucks cool. drawn there. Yeah, we've, we've had a Starbucks for a so while. So it's the
0: vestiges of civilization, yeah, right? Yeah.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, we are we are growing massively. One we were, we were both at work session on on Tuesday. One statistic that I that I caught caught my eye was just the or my ear rather was the the daytime population of Austin. Um, the the statistic was about one point five million people are in the city of Austin in the day, and that's mm-hmm. all those folks are coming in from. I mean, a lot, a lot of people are coming in from is is Hayes Williamson County.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I definitely think that's you know a lot of people that have families, you know, owning a home in Austin isn't necessarily feasible for everybody. It's not
0: feasible at all. (laughs) Yeah,
1: but owning a home in Buda. For
0: for the the average person, right. Yeah,
1: Buda, Leander, um, you know, all of the the little suburbs that have kind of, you know, started growing so exponentially fast because they are in the periphery of Austin. I think, you know, we're going to continue to see that.
0: Yeah. And, you know, just even, I think as particularly out in Williamson County, right, as as the Samsung ripple, Samsung effect, either with their new expansion and development out there, ripples throughout that whole area, that whole region. Williamson County actually, there was another Another statistic that I heard was that Williamson County by 2024, the population will be bigger than Travis County. Whoa. Which includes Austin, Mm -hmm. right? And you think about that. I mean, I'll put it this way. I remember when I was in high school, you weren't born yet. My freshman year, one of my classmates, her parents were moving to Leander, and this is 1997. Yeah. And Leander was just one. One. Where is that? Yeah. Because it was. I mean, the like, Cotto. You know, it was it just. It wasn't. These were these were small towns, and yeah. they are. I remember. The, so I came back. Uh, my brother was at Bowie High School in a wrestling meet up in, up that part. You know, Vista Ridge, wherever we were. Right. I remember we were going through past 183 and kept going and kept going, 183 North. And I was like, where are we? And <laughs> all I, I, there's there's development, mm-hmm. as far as you can see. And this is, I, I, I hadn't been home, like that part of town in years. I'm glad the first I knew was that you had a, what's was the mall, Lakeline Mall. Yeah. That was like the end of it, and you had like the FM road right there. Yeah, I and was, so I was just, wow, like this is, oh this is real, people like are living out here.
1: Yeah, I was talking to some people a few nights ago, and we were talking about what would they call the, um, I guess because Austin is going to start kind of merging into, you know, the San Antonio and um, Williamson County. Like, what are they going to call this? Like, you know how they have DFW, mm-hmm. um, they have the DMV. And so, like, what are they going to call it? Like, are they just going to say Central Texas? Like
0: The Greater Austin Region. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know, know, but I
1: feel like we deserve a nice little acronym or something. Yeah,
0: maybe. yeah. I mean, I, ATSX, I don't know. We'll I, I it think it organically will happen. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I hopefully, hopefully we're, we're around. The, the firm will be there to reap the benefits of all that growth. <laughs> yes. I think with, I mean, as it relates to Wayman County, that's going to be, it's more just the greater Austin Metro. Because even companies who move there, I mean, maybe at some point change is right, but Austin is still the identifier of this region. Yeah. It's the, name. It's I mean, you know, like Tesla isn't in Austin. It's, Del- it's in Del. Valley. I so, yeah. Yeah. But so they say they're in Austin. Austin's Austin <laughs> yeah. the thing. But we are that we're the name of the region. so the Greater Austin Metro. Um, you know, at least in our lifetimes. So now with, with with Austin, and San Antonio, because DFW kind of just flows, right? Yeah. I don't know why, but maybe it's been that way forever. So at some point it wasn't, and then it was. Yeah. So I'm sure there are some very smart marketing people that will create that. That will be. That'll be contracted by the city governments, yes. governments to create this thing and promote it and I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense. Put it on a t-shirt. This, this, this thing. Mm-hmm. As long as, you know, you know, hopefully we'll be there to, we'll already have an office in San Antonio just to help with that merger too. I don't know. Yeah. See, that's BG Media's department. So, And then continuing on, we have uh, this article in the ABJs regarding incentives. And so we... As many of you know, uh, the city of Austin approved their first incentive for NXP semiconductors, and I mean the first incentive they've ever approved in probably almost a decade. So it was a sign of I think what's to come. The article really dis- discusses the changing, and quotes from council members, mayor on the shift in what they're looking and what they're looking for. And again, we've talked this. You've talked this in prior episodes the big thing of this council going forward i believe is going to be it's less, less about overall how many jobs you can create it's more about what can you do right now and that particularly is around childcare mm-hmm. and just either helping to address well, or helping to yeah address the childcare access and affordability and i think on workforce development it's not how many jobs you are create It's but what can you do to train and help people right now
1: yeah and i think one of the things the mayor has mentioned is like okay like we count w2s at the end of the year and say, like, oh, we created so many jobs. But it's not even about that. It's about, like, okay, how many? where are those people living? Um, and, you know, what's their quality of life? How are they getting to and from work? And so I think we're, we're definitely taking a different look into, you know, what counts as, um, you know, workforce development, which I'm, I'm excited to see how that pans out.
0: Mm-hmm. And Austin ISD now has a permanent superintendent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mateus Segara was appointed or was named as the loan finalist yesterday, December 14th. Um, the contract or public forums will be held in early in twenty twenty four with a, the school board anticipating a vote on his contract in January, which is really cool. You know, to, to Mateus was actually a he's an Austin ISD product. His, his mom was a teacher. I think he went to Bowie High School. He's like a, he's a few years older than me, but um, you know, it's it's always it's interesting it's always interesting and cool to see someone who's homegrown level up into that right we're both well I'm, from, well I'm from austin i was born here Well, i was raised here and it's always neat seeing people you were just your kid your kids with your who were from your childhood all of a sudden oh there's that person awesome cool so i didn't grow up with Mateus, but congratulations to him i think it's uh it's really it's neat to have someone who is and he has children who are in the district as well to have someone who is really in the community like that um to you know we'll see how it goes we wish him well and success um, you know, on, on that, school districts are – that's the kind of politics I would not want to get involved with.
1: <laughs> and he's handled some very, very um, serious issues within the district. Mm-hmm. You know? Most
0: recently, the, sh- the, uh, the, well, the shooting spree. that started at Ray – not Ray high school anymore, mm-hmm. Northeast high school. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and, and he was able to, you know, um, ensure the safety of all of the students and faculty along with um, the help of law enforcement. So um, definitely – excited to see him in the position and big congratulations to him
0: and just having a permanent executive right yeah. and you know right now we're still on the on the city side there I think and more to come on that in 2024 but there are a slew of um, of, of positions that I think will will be addressed either, probably later part 24 or 25 starting with the city manager as well as the police chief and, and others that oh will gosh. need to be I mean we have a, I think uh, you know we, there's well We'll know more about that, I think. We'll talk more about that in the course of next year. But that is something I think we'll see a lot more activity around the city executive, permanent executives going into Q3 and Q4 and then probably Q1, 25. Which is weird weird thing about this a year away, but time flies. You've been here almost – you've been here over a year – just over yeah. a year now, right? Yeah. So time just –
1: Time is both uh,
0: slow and fast.
1: Yeah, no, I was, I was got to go to an Austin Young Chamber event yesterday.
0: And mm-hmm. congratulations! Um, tell the tell the audience what uh, what happened.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, I I won a little bit of an award. I got a rock star rookie. So big thank you to the Austin Young Chamber for that. Um, I really love being in that group, um, and it's been fun. But I I thought I'd been there for much like. Um, I guess longer than I was and they, they told, they said like I joined in March and it, it was just a whirlwind, you know, I'm on the ambassador committee. So I'll, I'll do a quick plug. If you want to join the Austin Young Chamber and be on the ambassador committee, uh, feel, feel free to reach out. I'd be happy to talk about that. And, um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was like, wow, I, I can't believe that I've like made these connections and, and all of this in such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. It felt like just an absolute whirlwind, um, but it was a great event and I'm excited for the new year. We've got some cool stuff planned. Got to talk to a lot of my colleagues there. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about that.
0: No, it's, time's a trip, time's mm-hmm. a trip. Well, with that, we are wrapping up today. And uh, Council, again, is done for the year, barring any other, any special meetings. They'll be back in session on, the regular, their work session will be on January 14th, and the regular session on January 16th. We'll have a link to that in the show notes. One thing, and we'll be back next week for a wrap-up show for the year, 2024, and for J- December. I know council, is looking at the message board, they are, I set council is kind of figuring, they're figuring out who wants to be on what committees for the new year. Some of that discussions are on, are on, are happening, well they're all happening right now, so ignore that. We'll have a link to the council message board in the show notes, otherwise y'all have a great weekend and if you're traveling, safe travels, drive safe, fly safe, all of the above and, and more.
1: Yeah, everyone stay safe, bye.